What happens when two... I found this adoption agency. ...turns into five... She comes with two younger siblings. ...in an instant. Three kids? And one? <laughs> ...from the creators of Daddy's Home. We might have a little bit of a knack for this. Oh, no! Eh, I beg to differ. ...comes Instant Family, the feel-good movie for everyone. <laughs> Everything's gonna be okay. Thanks, Daddy. Starring Mark Wahlberg. Should we give them a kiss goodnight? You guys are overthinking this. Rose Byrne and Octavia Spencer. Instant Family. In cinemas February 14, certificate 12A. I gotta keep some semblance of order here. They can never take away the fact that I've been the champion. And his tag team partner, former ECW heavyweight champion, Jerry Lynn. You might hear guinea pigs in the background occasionally. And your referee for this podcast, Mike Freeland. It's in your contract in this show that you have to curse at least 10 or 12 times a minute. This is Front Row Material. Ozzy Osbourne blows dead bears. And if you can't handle that fact, get your chunky ass back to that concession stand and sell some snow cones. What What the hell was that? What was that? Nothing Holy to see shit. here. Nothing to see here. I just dropped something. What, what did you have in your hand? It wasn't. I was moving something and it knocked a... Why? What were you moving and why did it knock something <laughs> off the desk? <laughs> I was moving... A box of tissues, because then you guys are really good. okay. That's it. Uh-huh. Oh God! Let's let's oh. move on. <laughs> you know what I was okay. gonna say, Jerry? That that did sound like a walker that was falling down. So, oh, oh that's in the kitchen. I was just about to say, did you have a uh, proper mode of transportation inside the house after the surgery? Yes, actually, today I went out in the shed and grabbed the walker, and I have the elevated toilet seat also because there are certain rules after a hip replacement that you have to abide by for probably about, I don't know, it's months. Don't let your toes go pigeon-toed. Do not cross your legs and do not bend at the waist more than 90 degrees because besides, um, you know, they really worry about blood clots, so I got to wear them compression socks for quite a while. And then they worry about infection. That's another biggie, so I cannot show up the day of surgery with a scratch or anything on me. Oh, my gosh. They will postpone the surgery. Holy just cow. And, you know, they got the certain rules just so you don't dislocate it and have to go in and get it all redone again, which I wouldn't want to go through the pain of having it dislocate. I'm getting very nervous about this. Well, I'm, I'm prepared. Well, Pam just puts it gently when she says to Annabelle, be nice to your dad. He's going to go in in a couple of days and they're going to cut off his leg. I'm oh, like, my Thanks. God. <laughs> oh, jeez. And uh, both, you know, before each time, if you haven't already, don't YouTube it. They'll say you won't want to go through with it. So I've never YouTubed it and watched what they do in a hip replacement. But after seeing the x-ray, I realize it is very uh, invasive surgery. Well, you have already had this done before. So, I mean, you feel pretty, I'm sure you feel pretty confident with the process and, and what happens. So you're, you, this is not your first rodeo. No, I am. With, with all the pain I have been in for the last year, I am looking forward to it. And I had the uh, the final visit with the surgeon one last time before the actual procedure and and he says so are you ready to do this and I said yes I said I am so looking forward to it he says good he says I didn't want to hear that you you're feeling better and you want to put it off I said no I said it starts it's hurting worse and worse the closer we get I told you make sure you're writing sharpie on the on the good hip wrong one (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't want him to cut me open and look inside and go hey this has been done already oh you laugh there's a documentary I watched. We're not going to talk about it until next week when you're out of surgery. All right. You had told me a really interesting conversation you had with uh, with Hogan about getting the surgery done and whatnot and just having to be careful. But yet, little do we know that he himself uh, went ahead and participated in in-ring events, and that kind of backfired, right? Well, from what I've heard from my, um, my chiropractor slash kinesiologist, I, I think he had said that he bent the titanium shaft and had to have it redone. But I couldn't even imagine. I asked the physical therapist, I go, how does the surgeon decide which one he wants to do? And he says, well, it's just up to them and what they prefer. But I've heard posterior, there's a lot more stability after the surgery, but it's a lot more invasive because they actually cut through your glute muscle. Oh, my God. Also. But uh, 
So the big wig at work, he had it done in front. And he'd gone mountain biking way too soon and wiped out and had to have it oh. redone. And I couldn't even imagine the pain he must have been in. Oh. And so that the second time they went in the posterior. But yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Wow. I put off surgery at all costs. Well, when I'm I talk, chicken shit. When I talked to Hulkster about it, because <clears throat> I, I asked him, I said, did you ever have a hip replacement? He says, yeah, both of them. And uh, I said, well, you know, how was it? He says, your only regret will be, why didn't I get it done sooner? And he's right. The first time, it was two and a half years, but it was mainly that long because they kept misdiagnosing me and thinking it was my lower back. But it ended up, it was my hip the whole time. Wow. Damn. But yeah, he was right. I was I was so glad when it got done. The first two weeks is pure heck. But after that, each day gets better and, and then uh, no more pain. I'm going to call you as soon as you wake up. Actually, Pam said like the last time, she says, I'm going to have to take your phone because you're going to want to drunk dial everybody. Oh, you should. Please do. <laughs> you I'm need record to. It. You absolutely need to. All right. I'll, I'll give her strict instructions when I come out and they get me in a room. I will drunk dial you guys. You're only allowed to call Matt, Mike, and myself. Okay. All right. Three M's. Okay. Anybody else is banned. Well, I can't call Matt because that, you know what it costs to call Canada? Yeah. All right. Don't call him. All right. I should, I should, you know what? Maybe I can text Matt and just have him call me. Yeah. Call him. Call, call me. Yeah, after my neck surgery, I, I kept saying, uh, did I call Fritzy? My buddy, Brian Fritz down in Florida. And she says, Yes, you've called him like three times already. I just kept. <laughs> well, you you kept butt dialing me before. <laughs> oh, which is funny because I keep my phone in the front pocket. Whoa. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> you were dialing me with your pippy. You were. Wait, did you say pippy? Well, I don't, I don't want to say cock. I said, oh. I forgot to make it a little bit more funny. <laughs> <laughs> he said cock. <laughs> Speak, hey, gentlemen, speaking of cock, um, I was, I, not that I was intentionally looking this up, but this just happened to come across my news feed, and it was just the, I think, 404 references to your cock, which you can call it. And some of these things I've never, ever would have imagined that these would be nicknames for someone's, you know, male member, but there is. So at some point tonight, if you want to go over that, I'll, there's some of them that I never really okay. thought of before, but these are really good. What did Megan nickname yours? Oh, we're not going there. Come on. You brought it up. What is it? I already pre-nicknamed it. Can you nickname yourself or does that have to come from no, someone else? No, that don't count because you'll probably call it Goliath. Or no, no, or no. I was going to call it Coco. <laughs> the Dominator. Coco. The Dominator. Coco from Beware. Coco. Coco the Monkey Boy? <laughs> Isn't that no, uh, no, George? No, Coco, Costanza? beware. Oh. You, have a bird, you have a bird cock? <laughs> <laughs> I play that music whenever I come into the bedroom. I mean, oh, I don't. Man. I have like a fake Frankie on my shoulder. Yeah. Shut up. No, I'm kidding. No, I, we, I don't have a nickname for it yet. And she hasn't given me a name for it yet. The, I don't believe The you. Dominator. Who's going to have the guts to call it the Dominator? I mean, unless you're Virgil or Too Cold Scorpio. Long, long, long John Holmes. All right. Robert Fuller. <laughs> oh, Lord. Have you ever heard of rumors in the wrestling industry of people who are well endowed? Yeah, the ones you've heard. Just, well, you know what? Well, I'm the just ones... saying, outside of the ones that I've heard, because I've heard about the baby arm from Ric Flair. I've heard about Too Cold Scorpio. I've heard about Virgil. But is there anybody else that's just, you know, in, in well, lore that's been like, well, I've heard. Well, it, with New Jack, you don't. It's not even just a rumor because he always ran around naked like a proud papa. Whoa! Wow! I didn't run around naked. Me neither. I didn't want people to point and laugh. I didn't want to make people feel bad about themselves. Oh really? <laughs> I always had an excuse though. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. The ring was cold. <laughs> Do they know about shrinkage? My, my match sucked. I had no heat. Jeez. <laughs> Every night. Have we talked about this before, but there is a clip that is circulating on Twitter of the Bushwhackers and the Rougeos. Have we talked about this before where it's WrestleMania 5 and... Oh, yeah. You Have you seen that clip? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. The turn and cough, I call it. Okay. Gentlemen, 
You guys know this better than anybody else. There was no posting that was happening during that. There was no posting, putting his hand on the thigh just to help him with the body slam. He literally grabbed his his groin, jiggled it, and like squeezed it. There was a squeezing motion. So, I think it, I thought it was more like a rubbing. Maybe it was rubbing, rubbing, squeezing, heavy petting, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> my my question is to you guys: Were the bushwhackers that kind of ribbers that would do something like that? Oh, there's a lot of guys in the business that were rivers like that. That they would just kind of grab your Johnson and just kind of oh, sure. mess with your mind? What? Nobody ever grabbed... Too close Wisconsin. Too close. I'm thinking about Wisconsin. Too cold Wisconsin? What? Too cold Wisconsin. It is cold up there. It's like Minneapolis. Oh. No, the uh, too cold Scorpio. Bit the tip of my gimmick one time. On accident or just, just no on purpose. I have rib. No, we did a thing where um I was working him in a singles match and then I got knocked out or something happened and Cactus came out and threw me on top of him for the cover. Mm-hmm. Well when Cactus threw me on top of him, he put my crotch like right in Scorpio's face. So Scorpio starts like nibbling a little bit on my, <laughs> on my shorts. <laughs> So, so as a, as a, as I'm laying there for the cover, he starts to like nibble. So he's starting to start to lift my 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 midsection. Up. He seems like start to raise my pelvis a little bit to get my to get me away from him. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Thanks to cactus, I had something similar happen like that to me. Oh, the, oh really? The truth comes yes. out now. I don't know if I want to say who did it. But I didn't like it. <laughs> it was at the dog track in Revere. Whoa. Well, it was where we used to run ECW up there in Revere. Oh, I thought you just went to a dog track and just someone. No, no, no. It was, it was the venue. Um, and I did a dive or something. I don't know what the deal was, but we ended up half under the ring and half outside, except my upper body was outside the And then... His, I don't know how we ended up almost like in a 69 position <laughs> and all of a sudden chomp and you, boy, you, oh. you, you should have seen me squirm really fast out from under the ring. Who was that? Hold it. He's not going to name the name, but can we play a little game, Jerry? Just, you know, you can say hot or cold. Mm. Oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get the, all the fan cams every time we were in Revere, Massachusetts. <laughs> I, I'm on a mission now. Oh, great. Jerry, is it someone that we would have heard of? Like a well-known oh, yeah. person? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let me see here. Did he work for both WWF and WCW? Oh, Lord. I don't know if he worked for WCW. Okay. I can't remember. But he was in the WWF. Yep. Okay. PJ. Nope. Damn it. Um, tall, medium height, short. Medium. Medium. So he was like you, like a cruiserweight. No, little. He's taller than me. Taller than when I, when I think of tall, medium pace. <laughs> 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 I had the plane oh. today. Oh my goodness! I need to find this out. Okay, so huh? I need to find out the mystery biter. A little bit taller than you. Uh, funny guy too, of course, to pull a rib like that. Well, funny guy, medium. It wasn't me. Blonde or brunette. No. Or dyed hair? Ugh, jeez, I don't know. Light brown? <laughs> Shirts or skins? Uh, skins. Damn it. Damn it, Jim. Mustache, any facial hair? Yes. Facial hair, okay. Goatee. Goatee, okay. I think it's a goatee or is it a Fu Manchu? Ooh, interesting. Well, I'll just tell you, I'll just tell you. No. El Snow, El Snow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Al Snow bit your cock. Well, then. Well, you don't have to put it so bluntly. I'm just asking the question. He, he, he. It was, it was just a rib. He ribbed you? Because somehow we, we landed in a halfway under the ring and my crotch was right in his face. <laughs> and, and really, he, really, he didn't bite his Johnson. He, he, he bit his, he, he bit his, his, his tights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you think about it, when you go for a body slam, you're grabbing somebody's ass. Well, correct, yeah. correct. You, and a lot of time when you do the body slam, you're kind of following through a little bit. So there has to be some sort of touchage going. 
on the willy. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone I've been, posted. I've been, gra- I've, some- been gra- I've been grabbing cock and ass for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> we have. Oh, God. Uh, someone, someone posted a botch of me and uh, Kenny King when we were in Ring of Honor. And he was up top. We both were up top. And I went to do the sunset flip powerbomb on him through a table in the ring. Well, because, you know, by the time we got Laura and there was a little off timing you know, of when I was pulling him through, the table didn't break. And so when we were going forward and the table didn't break, my face just went, you know, practically, I mean, probably did go right in his crotch on the impact. And someone who posted it had to make a point of saying that uh, his junk was in my face or something. And I said, or he said, it looked like his junk was in my face. And I said uh, something like, uh, well, after getting half naked and oiled up and rolling around with another grown man who's half naked and oiled up for 24 years, there's a very good chance of something like that happening. (laughs) I I used to, when I'd meet people who, you know, just through other friends and stuff who never really knew what I did. And they'd ask me, so what do you do for a living? And that's exactly what I would tell them about getting half naked and oiled up and rolling around with another grown man, half naked and oiled up in front of thousands of people. Then they give you this look like, maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> the world of professional Shit. wrestling. Wow. It's fucked up. I think Al Snow said, you know, you think we're fucked up. What about, you know, honest to God, let's be serious. Some of the people that are in this business are even more fucked up. Not even the ones that really, you know, get off on being goofy like that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of interesting characters out there that uh, Al said, what would they be doing if they weren't in wrestling? That's a very good question. Like, what would some of these guys be doing? Like, let's, let, let's, let's play a game here. Let's say uh, Sabu, for example. Sabu, let's say he's not wrestling. What do you see Sabu doing? What line of work? Real estate agent. buy this fucking house fuck you get pre-approved motherfucker maybe a a repo man or a bounty hunter i don't know i mean there's a lot of i mean you guys are very normal i mean i know you guys give each other grief and all but you guys are probably some of the most that fit into society really well i don't know about mike we've 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 grown a rapport you don't you don't need to tell me that i'm normal to make me feel good about myself we have a reputation to uphold. That's right. Do you think some people were a little intimidated by ECW just from the simple standpoint that it was so intense? You know, it, it definitely stood out from other promotions. Do you think anybody was like, whoa, I don't think that that's for me? I Jerry was. was at first. I was. Yeah. yeah, when I was sitting at, you know, in Atlanta at home where my buddy's watching it, I told my buddy, I said, that is one company I will never work for. Two years later. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they were hitting each other in the head with frying pans and whatever the fans would hand over the rail. I was just like, I don't want to, you know. And then watching these guys trade chair shots, I thought someone's going to get an aneurysm or a blood clot and drop dead someday. So that was the thing, though. That's what got all the press in the pub. Like all the guys were actually working. I mean, that was like almost like secondary. Oh, the tables and the chairs and the blood. That's all it is. Right, right. You know, it, it, unless you actually looked and went into it and go, oh, it's not all like that. Well, yeah, because, you know, you saw uh, Mysterio and Psychosis and Eddie and Dean. So, yeah, you know, there, there was the good wrestling. It always had yeah. the good wrestling. You know, Mikey, the shitty wrestling. Jeez. Would you classify both of you as more of actors? Than anything else, I mean, if you're really going to break it down, I'd say a little circus, bit of both. I prefer circus clown. I, I would say because uh, you have to be an athlete to be able to do it. Correct. Yes. And you know, obviously, the selling is the acting part. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I re, I refer to it as performance art. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm sure people are going to oh, I can't believe Mikey fucking said that. Well, I don't think it's a sport; it's a business. It's entertaining. It's athletic. Think about it from this perspective. I mean, if it was a sport, that's two people who are entering the ring with an undetermined outcome. And it's not undetermined. It's predetermined. So at that point in time, you're taking the level of competition out of it. 
Now, I, I don't know where else you can take it from there. It is a show. And I don't think that that takes away from anything. Not at all. Not at all. Then would you say the same thing about boxing? Because I'm sure there's been a lot of matches in boxing that were fixed. Yeah. And if that's the case, it's, well, then it's it's not, you know, it may be a sport, but if someone's going to throw it, you know, it's not known ahead of time. Okay, everybody, we know the shtick, you know. When you guys were in ECW compared to WWF and WCW, yep, that, that was a sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like uh, when I lose, it's a work. When I win, it's a shoot. That's right. <laughs> Did you guys have scripts that you guys got copies of? Like, let's say you, you know, you're going to do a taping or whatnot. Was there scripts that were passed around? Because in WWE, guys get copies of scripts from what I have been told. And it's just like, you know, go over your lines. And it's like, you're more of oh, an actor yeah. than you are anything else. I mean, for a promo? A promo, yeah, mainly for a promo, correct. But it's just like, yeah. you're an actor. You are an actor. You should get credits for being an actor. Yeah. I believe at one point in ECW, when Paul and Sabu were having issues, I believe Paul gave Sabu a script of exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So there could be no, oh, I thought you said this, it was a script. To kind of force Sabu to do what Paul wanted, or Paul or Sabu would just leave. Was that for the match or for the angle, or because Fonzie think, did all the talking? Yeah, no, it wasn't for it wasn't for a promo. Oh, okay. It was for right. you know the, the how the events were going to play out. Oh, you know what? We haven't done an open. I was just about to say that. Let me go ahead and let me do my open here before we get to. We're already halfway through the damn show. Guys. Hey, that's awesome. We can still do an open. We can do an open. All right. right. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland, and I am joined by the charismatic, the incomparable, the fast-thinking, the comedy man himself, Mr. Mikey Whipwreck, and his tag team partner, the most underrated man in the last 25 years, according to Dave Meltzer. Stop, 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 stop. Ah, was it me this time? Wait a minute. I was behaving. I was, I gave Mikey a very good intro. I then I went to let you. you. Keep going. I know, I couldn't follow that. So let's just keep rolling with the show. The man who the movie The Wrestler <laughs> was based upon, it Mr. Was Jerry not Lynn. me. It wasn't Then who me. in the hell is it based off of? Because I've, it it, it looks a lot like you. That, the what? Jerry what, lived what in, Jerry, Jerry liked the cut meat and lived in a van? <laughs> yeah, down by the river. <laughs> I'm just saying, when you think about it, you know, Freeland, sometimes I'd wish you'd just shut your yap. <laughs> What's he rolling? You're not That's using the- that paper for writing. You're using that paper for rolling doobies. Dan, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to shut your yapper. Well, I'm sorry, is that Bill Shakespeare over there? <laughs> 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 uh. Like a shadow. Here's you. Here's Uncle Matt. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh my God. I still find it amazing people listen to this. You do? Well, <laughs> thank yes. God for them. I know. I love people. Wow. Yeah. That's he, a change. He's a people person. I am. All right. Well, Mr. People Person, I have something to throw out there for you. So we got a lot of feedback from people very excited to have callers on the show last week. I thought that oh, really? went, I thought that went really, really well. Yeah, it went really good. It was good. It was good. People were were very, very nice and very hospitable. So just want to make sure that we say thank you to everyone who has purchased a shirt and uh, supported the program. And they had fun busting our chops. And they were good at busting chops as well. So rude motherfuckers. <laughs> Too good. Too good. You could tell they were frothing at the mouth, just waiting to get us. You know, we we were so quick to jump, Mikey, for you wanting to get people off the phone as quickly as possible. But then when they got on there, even Jerry was like, drop the call, drop the call, See? drop it. <laughs> so th- maybe Mikey's on to something, you know? He is. You got to tell these people, look, you're here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, oh God. Hello, how are you? Good. Thank you for buying a shirt. I really appreciate it. What shirt did you buy? Oh, really? I like that shirt, too. Okay, thanks. Have a nice day. Yeah. No happy ending. You go now. It was a happy ending for me. 
You've been here for an hour. <laughs> so. Sorry. 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 I had a little bit of a wobbler there. Sorry. My, uh, my wife the other night, we were, uh, we were laying in bed. She said, hey, will you scratch my back? And uh, I, just out of nowhere, I just wanted to listen here, Bubba. And I just, oh, no. I just went, <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't know what the fuck was going on. That's right, Bubba. That's right, Bubba. Uh, next, time you, next time you're rubbing your wife's back. <laughs> oh, no. You have to straddle her, right? Mm, yep. And start, give, start giving her a massage Right, and then that's right, Bubba, and then just scoot up, throw the arms over your legs, crack up on the chin. <laughs> that's right, I'll make you. Oh my god! I put you in the camel clutch. But you know what the funny thing is? I still said Brian Blair. Like I don't know why. God, that son of a bitch on my mind. You call Megan Brian Blair in bed? I accidentally said. Oh yeah, no! Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh God, darn it! Talk about having a bad uh, influence, you guys definitely. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, um, <laughs> I, I was driving down the road, and someone was halfway. I told Mikey this already. Someone was halfway in my lane doing a left turn in front of us, and I just said, "I thought it was under my breath, but apparently not enough." I said, "Dumbass!" And Annabelle just got on me. She's going. Hey, what are you road raging? You just said a cuss word. I said what? I go. I just said dumbass, really quietly. I didn't even yell or scream or nothing. She goes, "Yeah, you're road raging." And then, of course, when we get home, she tells Pam on me. It's like, oh, I just yeah. And, and then, and then, what do they tell you? She's her and Annabella are on me about you can't be hanging with your friends anymore. Meaning you and Mikey, because Mikey cusses a lot, and now you're cussing because of Mikey. You can't be hanging out with them. So basically, they were telling me I can't do the podcast anymore. Wow. Yeah. So Mikey Whipwreck and Mike Freeland present front row material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's your guys' fault I called someone a dumbass. He, he calls me up and goes, you're not going to believe this. I go, what? And I go, what? You, you can't play with me anymore? <laughs> I'm a bad influence. Mm -hmm. well, so let me ask you this question. So you did... You previously had, you cursed a lot, right? And then all of a sudden, the women of the household said, no more. Am I understanding this correct? Well, I'm just trying to set a good example for Annabelle. Right. And you know, I think she's, she's of the age where she understands. Oh, what she understood was every time I said a bad word, she got to pinch me as hard as she wanted. So. Well, you can call that elder abuse now. Oh, man. I mean, you I, she would lay into me. And all I used, used to say was pretty much the D word, you know, just say, damn it. But, uh, boy, she would let me have it. So, I don't know. I guess when you get that kind of reinforcement, you learn to not cuss as much. Jeez. Yeah. Do you ever get so angry that you wish you could just, just let it all out one time? Like a bunch of fucking shit, fuck asshole, like anything like that? Do you ever just want to let it all out? That occasionally happens at work. Okay. Shout. Shout. It's like the George Let Carlin. It yeah, it's like the George Carlin seven words routine. I had that. It's fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck. It's gonna be a lot of keeping track. Of seven in a row. There's gonna be a lot of bells this show. Oh, Annabelle just came in here and got right in my face and mouthed the words, "I can hear you." That means you've heard me say the cuss words in this conversation. Oh, great! What? And of course, you're, you're talking to me. Oh, she's afraid to be on the mic now. No, here, bring me. her on. Bring her on right no. now. Let's they talk want to you her. on. Come here. I don't want on. Oh, oh she's too late. We can hear her. Too late. They can hear you. What were you going to tell me? Nothing. Nothing? You, you were mouthing it. Stop cursing, damn it. <laughs> what were you going to tell me? Oh. Mike, you said you were going to tell me. Stop cursing. D word. <laughs> All right. Go. Tell to take care of the guinea pigs. Oh, then they'll start making too much noise. Are they in the room with you right now? Yeah, they've been relatively quiet. Why? Oh, my gosh. Make them squeal. Start fiddling their genitals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shake the cage. I'll get PETA after me for, like, 
Instead of oh, shaking yeah. baby syndrome, it'd be shaking guinea pig syndrome. Hey, you know, I sent you guys that news article about uh, the guy who got in trouble for uh, inappropriately being with an animal. Did I tell you that? Did I sent you that news story. Why are you sending us stuff like that? I well, don't think you well, did. No, it it happened on our newscast where what? I'm at. It came on our newscast. Yeah. Wait. Is that what you were talking about? You were on the on the news? No, not whoa, whoa. Let's back this train up here. Not not me. This story was on our news oh. about the guy who uh, fondled a um, was it a gerbil or a hamster that he bought or is a guinea pig what? that he that he got from a pet store. You it, look, go in the group chat. You can see it. It's right there. No, it's, I don't need to see it. He got he got in trouble for indecent exposure. Anyway, long story short, they say that it is not considered right now. <clears throat> In the United States, it is not considered abuse of an, or it's not, um, what is a the crime? phrase? It, it's not a crime, but it's not considered be, a bestiality unless there's penetration involved. Anything else is oh, considered okay. Geez. No, I'm not even kidding you. Like literally in Canada, they made a similar ruling. That's messed up. Yeah. They had to make a rule about this? They had to make a rule about this because there was a court case about a guy who had gotten in trouble for... Uh, you know, the whole peanut butter on the uh, the Christmas tree thing and let his dog, you know, clean it off for him. And evidently somebody had seen this or whatever and called the authorities, but they said it is not against the law. He's not endangering the animal. Mikey. Yeah. You know what's messed up, Mikey? The whole thing. When I was on the phone with Mike earlier, when I answered <laughs> the phone, he says, you better not be wearing any pants right now. That was messed up. <laughs> he sent the message last night, too, come to think about it. So, I think he's expecting... Hold expect on, wait a minute. What? What are you talking he sent about? a message last night. I think he's expecting me to do one of these podcasts, like, fresh out of the shower, wrapped in a towel, still soaking wet. Hold on. You Hold you asked some really fucked up questions, Freeland. <laughs> it's just for the sake of passing the evening. You know what I mean? I was grocery shopping. <laughs> What's that got to do with not wearing any pants? <laughs> I don't know. Which is the first thing that came to mind. For? Well, I had to get uh, a couple different items. Oh, he went to Hustler Hollywood. No, that's that's say. way too far, and they close at nine. So. Oh, geez, he knows the hours. That's scary. Do they carry furry costumes? No, that's a specialty item you have to order off the website. Come on, now, guys. They only have certain uh, stuff in store. That's furries are us. There you go. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What wow. the fuck? Oh, Let's, I was gonna. Uh, have you ever had any uh, embarrassing public nudity events happen to you? Me? No. Mike? Um, I mean, there was one at a campground. I grew up. We used to go camping all the way up until the age of sixteen. Oh my god! Here we go. Those guinea pigs heard the word camping and they went batshit crazy. They did. <laughs> fucking fucking <laughs> Dr. Doolittle over here. I've, I've been flashbacks over here. <laughs> I gave you guys fair warning. Like on the second episode, you may hear guinea pigs. So, What other animals do you have in your house? I know you have dogs, right? But they're like perfectly quiet. Well, no, not always. We got uh, the two dogs are mainly outdoors. And... We got Jesse, who's a smaller dog. He's a he's part wiener dog and part lab, so they call him a dashador. Nice. But he's he's more the inside dog. But what, uh, what, what the hell's that? Somebody dropping a bunch of crayons? Oh, that's Anna. She's feeding them, so they'll shut up. Has she ever witnessed anything transpiring in the cage? They're both girl guinea pigs. Doesn't matter. It's 2018. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> 2019. Night. Oh my God. I can't even believe that. Shoot. So we have uh, a petting zoo. We have two guinea pigs, four cats, and three dogs. Wow. I have, I have a non-ball liquor. <laughs> the thing has, the thing has progressed. It used to like lick its balls and be like, okay, listen, now he's like, you know, dogs do that. Like they don't really open their mouth, but they kind of nibble. Like yeah. When they have like a scratch yes. or something. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But now he's doing now it's now it's like you hear him just like munching on his non balls. Okay. It, well, is he doing it right now? Well, no, he's sleeping. He's being actually very well behaved. 
So what happened at camp? Um, it was just a situation where I did not bring my um, my towel, and all I had was like flip flops or whatnot. And in our campsite, our tent was not that far away from the showers, so I thought I could go ahead. And it was at night. I thought I could go ahead and just. <clears throat> You know, cruise on over back to the tent. Well, that didn't quite work because it was at dusk and then the floodlights come on around the campground. And there I am. So I had a, we have on our front porch, the motion detected light. Mm -hmm. Well, I think what I was doing was turning off the Christmas lights or something. So I just leaned out the door, unplugged the lights and the cat snuck out and ran out in the yard. Well, the motion detected light, front porch light, didn't go on, so I figured it was turned off. And so I and I'm naked. I was I think I just got out of the shower or something. And I was just gonna quick unplug the lights, shut the door, and and go to bed. But the cat ran out, and I'm thinking, all right. And this is probably about 9:30 at night. And I thought, well, I'll just, you know, instead of turning around and going and getting dressed and stuff like that. I'll just run out quick, grab her and run right back in. And no one should be out. It's pitch black out. So she's probably about 10 feet past the sidewalk in the yard. And so I quick, I'm running out there. I grab her, I pick her up. And all of a sudden the motion detected light come up. <laughs> it can't comes on. And you ever see animal house when John Belushi's out in the yard and he's jumping, looking back and forth. That's yes. what I look like. I'm quick looking around like, is anyone out here seeing me standing out here stark naked holding my cat in the front yard? <laughs> and I and I just quick ran back inside. And I thought, well, the, because the cat was so small and black that maybe the light didn't detect it ran out. But, oh, I just thought that's all I need is for the cops to come showing up at the front door that, you know, the neighbors called. And But I lucked out. No one saw me. You have always been in relatively good shape. So I wouldn't assume you would be that embarrassed if something like that were to happen. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I'd still be embarrassed. Plus, like I said, you never know uh, if neighbors are going to call the cops on you for being some sicko running around naked out in public. And You could tell my cat got loose and I had to go out and, and, and chase down my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> naked. Ba -dum, ba -dum, Good God. Have you ever been in any way, shape, or form undressed outside of your residency, Mr. Whipwreck? Nope. Never? Nope. Will we ever see a wrestling match with you without a shirt? Nope. Really? So that was part of your gimmick? Well, it wasn't really much of a gimmick. It was just your ring attire. I hate the fucking beach. I just hate being outside. I hate the sun. I, my, my mom used to say to me, I, I would live in a cave and be fine. So you're nocturnal. Yeah, pretty much. Well, the reason I bring up the whole shirt wearing thing is you can probably name maybe four or five people in wrestling who wrestled with shirts on. I, you, okay. Mick, first yeah. two that come to mind. Who's another person who wrestled in a, some type of shirt? Dreamer. Um, okay, Tommy did. Raven. Uh, Raven did. Sandman sometimes, but he didn't necessarily need to. New Jack and Mustafa. Okay. The Dudleys. the Dudleys. Okay, we're naming mostly ECW. What happened? What about WWE? Shane McMahon. There's Dean Ambrose and uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns wears a shirt. He wears a he wears a chest protector from a baseball still, game. Still covers it's still, up. It's still some sort of top. Okay. All right. I my friends we went we went and took me to the beach one time. I I went in. Long sleeve shirts and sweatpants. But I did cut the, a little elastic part off the bottom of the sweatpants. So I technically they were just really long shorts. Ooh, sexy. You just didn't want to get sunburned or you just don't like your body to be exposed? I hate sand. Okay. Like, and then going to the beach and then coming out of the water wet and then getting sand on. It's just, no. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, like, you get sand with the crack of your ass. Just not, a, not, like, not. Not a pleasant experience. At least you don't have to worry about skin cancer. Yeah, all that tanning people would do. Holy cow. Not me. No. Did you see that movie Bird Box? Oh, my God. Did I see Holy, it? Holy, that thing was fucked that, up. That was, that was ridiculous. That was a fucked up movie. Jerry, have you seen that one, Bird Box? Yes. 
it, it just kind of dragged in parts for me. I was kind of bored. I didn't know what the whole point was. I didn't understand the premise of what the hell was going on. It was just so just, oh my God. Like, plus you never got to see what it was that you weren't supposed to look at. And then why were there people who did see it that were still alive trying to get other people to open their eyes instead of them just killing themselves or whatever? Well, those are crazy people. So there was a lot of unanswered questions. Well, I mean, that movie ranks right up there with uh, with The Shape of Water. Did you guys see that one last year? No. No? It what was, is that from? It was The Shape of Water won Best Picture, and it was, um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. Was, uh, Del Toro created this movie about, I want to say it was taking place in, like, in the 1950s, and it was about a woman who fell in love with a creature, I guess, that the government had created or some type of found or something. It was half man, half fish. And there was a love scene, and it was just, ugh, ugh. Mm. What? Yeah. The Shape of Water, you ought to check it out. I don't know if it's on Netflix, or you might have to go to the the the, the, the box, or the red box, and check that out. The Shape of Fucking Water. The Shape of Water, one best picture. Really, really weird. If you scratch your head at Bird Box, you will scratch your head at this one. I'm looking up The Shape of Water. No, oh, just the cover of it's just weird. Well, it's on HBO now, though. Kids go to bed one night. You and your wife should make some popcorn and watch The Shape of Water and then just tell me, why did I watch this? Made no made no sense at all. I guess what they were trying to get at is the premise is love has no boundaries and, you know, love is blind. Well, love it has a positive message. It does. But, I mean, if you're going to say love is blind, I mean. Love lo- is blind. Fuck a fish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at least it didn't involve a guinea pig or a hamster. That's oh, right. God. I was I was surprised my wife wanted to watch the Bird Box. And she's the one that that mentioned it, and she she that's not her type of movie normally. No, she likes you know the the romantic type movies. Does she cry during movies? Will she get emotional? I do. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm very sensitive at the oh. at certain movies. You know, one movie I've I objected to watching for years, and I finally watched it, and it did get me misty eyed. Was uh, the Notebook? Isn't oh, that, the Notebook. That was one that the one too. you were telling me, Mikey? That's the one I was telling you. Yep. That one will get to you if you have misty eyed. I, I turned full fledged Ric Flair on that one. <laughs> <laughs> like I was Jesus. That was that was uh, wow. I, I didn't know what to think about it because everyone talks about it and says, you know, have you seen the Notebook? And I'm like, I'm not watching that bullshit. So anyway, I finally watched it, and it's le- it's a good story. It is a legitimately good story. I got a little misty eyed. I was like, man, I can't. Whew, that was heavy shit right there. The things that get me are children and old people. Like a middle aged motherfucker gets his head blown off. Ah. But you start messing with the, the, the kids and the, you know, and the old people. I get it. Like Titanic. I didn't give a fuck that this guy was floating on a fucking board. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't give a fuck. That selfish bitch. There was room on that fucking board, by the way. But like, I, I was fine with it. People are dying and everything else. Eh, whatever. But when they showed the old couple in bed, like cuddling in bed as the ship is sinking, I'm like, that was terrible. That was an unnecessary visual. Yeah, that's bad. Kind of tying this in with wrestling, when you guys have downtime, has anybody ever talked about their favorite movies? Is there anybody that you've traveled with or, you know, just talked about just regular shit and said, man, I really like this. Is there any movies that you hear that a lot of guys have said they really liked or they were fans of? I I know movies we hated. What were some movies that you hated? I believe we were in St. Louis and Steve Carino, C.W. Anderson and I went to go see American Psycho. Oh, I like Christian that movie. Bale. So good. We hated that movie. Wow. When we saw it. I was laughing my butt off. <laughs> Especially when he was uh, singing and dancing to Hip to Be Square by Huey Lewis in the news. Remember that? Well, that mm. Huey Lewis makes me want to kill people, too. Remember when the guy's sitting on the couch? Was he sitting on the couch and he's laying down plastic and preparing everything? Yes. To, and he's singing yes. Hip to Be Square or dancing around to it or something. It was hilarious. Huey Lewis. I went, you ever see that movie, People Under the Stairs? No. Uh, like a horror movie back in the, gosh, probably the 80s. But uh, the main heel was hilarious. It, well, I think it was a brother-sister duo that were the heels, but the guy would wear this black leather bondage outfit 
And he had some great one-liners. And me and my buddy were the only ones in the theater laughing. And when we laughed, like, all these other people would look at us like, what is wrong with you two? (laughs) Joey's laughing at a horror movie. (laughs) Well, how about uh, Texas Chainsaw Part 2? You ever see that? Probably a long time ago. It was real campy, and they had Chop Top, the guy who had the metal plate in his head. Mm-hmm. Remember him? Yeah, he'd always had the wire hanger, and he'd light the end of it and scratch and eat a little bit of his own flesh after he scraped it off his plate. But he had some great one-liners, and oh, I laughed all the way through that too. We do have to address the issue that the wrestling world has lost someone. Um, Gene Okerlund, as you both know, uh, passed away this past week. Any memories you guys have of Gene? Um, whether it be while you guys were performing on the show or maybe just outside? Not really, just a really nice guy. You know, I've, I've known him for a long, long, long time, but, and, you know, he lived up in Minnesota quite a while too, so we always, you know, would talk, but just uh Did you guys have any moments where you got to interact with, with any of those other guys? I know you guys have talked about Bobby before. And how funny Bobby was. And I know how much of an influence Bobby was with you, Mikey. Am I correct on that? Yes. Absolutely. Did you, did you ever get a chance to meet maybe Gorilla or anybody else that you thought was just really good with their timing and their comedic aspect when it came to the performance aspect of wrestling? Jesse the Body Ventura. He was great when he was doing it together with Gorilla. Yeah, Jesse was good. Who else was good? Would you definitely put JR in that category? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would you put Tony Schiavone in that category? Oh, yeah. Tony was damn good, and he was he was the, the flag bearer. There's not a lot of them that you can really say, man, that was the voice of wrestling. Todd Pettengill. <laughs> well, don't forget uh, Lance Russell. Todd Pettengill. <laughs> and, um, oh, years ago in the AWA, great interviewer, Marty O'Neill. I don't know if you guys ever saw him, but he was. Yes. Craig he, DeGeorge. <laughs> Wait a minute, from like early WWF days? Craig DeGeorge? I'm terrible. You're terrible now. Good God. Craig DeGeorge. Who, who else? Let me think. Did Bobby Heenan ever nail you in a commentary over one of your matches? No, but he made, he, he made fun of my name quite a bit. Did he? Oh, he called me, you know, uh, that's what he called me, Sheep Dick. <laughs> what? How yeah. do you get Sheep Dick out of Whip Rack? He just—he was just kept messing it up. Yeah, but he, he called me a uh, sheep dick. You know what he said so, about me when I was in what? WCW? It was Mr. Jail. After the match, he says, "You know what Mr. Jail stands for, don't you?" And he says, "No, what?" He says, "Just lost." I was like, "Thanks a lot, thanks a lot, Bobby." Wow, that's great, yeah. Bobby. Actually, he uh, he uh, he actually asked me. He goes, "Hey, can I can I play with your name a little bit?" And I said, "Bobby, you can do whatever you want." He goes, "Okay, good." He goes, because, you know, I tried to make fun of Luger and stuff. He gets mad at me, so I just won't talk about him anymore. I said, Brain, you can, please, anything you want to say. So he, we had the match. It goes back. And my brother calls me up because he goes, Bobby Heenan called you sheep dick. <laughs> I said, what? Goes, no, I think it was sheep dip. So oh I asked Bobby, God. I said, Bobby, did you call me sheep dip? He goes, oh, no, I called you sheep dick. <laughs> I, said, hey, I go, really? He goes, yeah, tonight you were lamb penis. <laughs> oh, jeez. I think one of my favorites that Bobby did was, uh, uh, it was a midget battle royal. And they were telling him, all right, you got to really behave. You know, they they don't like being called midgets. You got to call them little people. And Bobby ended up during the thing said, looks like a riot at a daycare center. (laughs) That is awesome. Uh, He was so good. (laughs) There There was a Chinese wrestler, Ricky Ataki. Right? And Bobby Heenan goes, he goes, you know the thing about Ricky Ataki? You wrestle him, but 20 minutes later, you want to wrestle him again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do want to touch upon this, that the new news of a brand new wrestling promotion coming out, All Elite Wrestling. I don't know if you guys have been following this very much. Any, uh, Any thoughts on Cody Rhodes, the Bucks? And I believe maybe Mr. Kenny Omega being a part of this with uh, with some alleged other minds that are behind the scenes working in this. 
you guys have any thoughts on another promotion starting up? And Oh, it's good. I mean, it's another place for the guys to work, you know, and if they have the money behind them, you know, I heard people down in Jacksonville, I mean, billionaires, right. <laughs> you know, behind them. So, I mean, you know, they've, they've done very well for themselves. I mean, they did that all-in show, sold out in minutes. You know, they have quite a buzz for themselves. So if they do it right, it should be great. Yeah, they've shown just as an indie, they can sell out an 11,000-seat arena. And here's the kicker. They have to give the fans an alternative. Because yep. TNA's maiden mistake, I think, was they tried to copy Vince. You're not going to beat Vince at his own game. And the yeah. fans want, and just give them an alternative, you know? And like I've been on so many indie shows where they'll tell me, yeah, this other promotion in the same city is, you know, trying to kibosh their show and whatever. And they're having a big feud. And I always tell them, don't worry about what the competition's doing. Just put on a better show. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Like I said, I've seen the stuff that they've done, you know, being the elite. I mean, they're entertaining guys. I mean, you know, so I don't think it's just going to be, we're going to have just wrestling matches. I got a feeling that it's going to be, very entertaining, very well done. And they're going to hit to that market that's, that's being missed right now. Something I thought was interesting was, you know, for, I guess, what, the last 19 years now, going on 19 years, WWE has been pretty much the only act in town outside of, you know, uh, an impact wrestling. But Ring of Honor is definitely stepping up their game. Um, MLW is really stepping up their game. And, the NWA with Billy Corgan is stepping up their game. And now with, you know, all elite wrestling, do you feel like in some ways it's wrestling is like they say, very cyclical. It, it all comes back around. Do you think it will go back to the territory days to some degree again? Do you, do you feel like a lot of people will start to see this trend and it will get back to what it was maybe in the late seventies, early eighties? I don't think it's going to go territorial. I just think you'll have more national type of, of companies. Now, you know, nobody's going to compete with Vince at this point. I mean, he's, he's got the, he's got the whole market like locked up. You know, it's everybody else doing the alternative and it's who's going to step up now and who's going to, who's going to hit that nerve. That's going to, that people are going to bite into. One of them will do it. It's just a matter of they, do they have the money and can they get the television behind them to actually make a dent in what Vince is doing? There are a lot of wrestling fans out there out there now that are very turned off by the current product, and they are looking for something. And there's a lot of old-school fans that have turned off that are looking for something that will come back if there's something out there that's not going to completely fool their intelligence. You know, that's going to let them to be immersed in a product for two hours a week or whatever it's going to be, and, and, you know, enjoy themselves and, and not be willing to have their intelligence fooled. And... That's why the indies are so hot right now. You got so many independent promotions out there who used to draw, you know, anywhere from 100 people to 300 people. And now they're drawing 1,000 people. And, you know, people, like you said, people are tired of what the current thing is and they want to see something better. And there's so many indie wrestlers out there who are very talented and are hungry and are just going after it. And they're just, there's so many indie shows out there that are putting on great shows now. Mm-hmm. The, the as they say, the money is there. Someone has to go find it and take it. Is there anything else you guys would like to touch on this week before we uh, we put a bow tie on this one? Uh, no. Hmm. Nothing. I got nothing. Got nothing. You got nothing. Got nothing. Got to end well, on a high note. Well, the good note is, by the time this episode airs, Jerry, you will have been out of surgery. Yes. And you, you'll be on the mend, which makes Mikey very happy. Right. And the episode after this one, I will be heavily medicated. Which is this. That's going to be the best episode <laughs> ever. Highest ratings get, ever. Oh, wait a minute. Don't get everyone's expectations so high. It might be a you know the, the disappointment. We're going to get it. Maybe, ha- maybe I will have a couple cocktails before. <laughs> oh, so we're, we're both in rare form. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Well. Everyone's going to be like, we got him on the truth serum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start laying in the heavy questions. Let's ask him some fucked up shit. Oh, no. Oh, God. What's your favorite submission hold? The duck under go behind. <laughs> I saw that on social like media. The, what the hell is that I all like about? The, the five on two. <laughs> <laughs> the five on two?
Yeah, when you grab somebody by the balls. Oh. Five on two. Oh, I always called that the fistful of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the fistful of dollars. And with that being said, you know what? We don't have fistfuls of dollars right now, but you may have fistfuls of dollars. So we recommend you cruising out to ProWrestlingTees.com and go ahead and using some of those dollars to get merchandise from the show. You can go on over and type in Mikey Whipwreck's name in the box and go ahead and find his designs for his shirts. You can do the same with Jerry Lynn and you can do the same for the podcast itself. Just go ahead and put the name in there and click the search box and you can find all of our designs. Once again, if there's a coupon, exit out, go back in. Speaking of merchandise, yes. did you see the picture a fan put on Twitter of the action figure of the um, conjoined fetus lady? The, sa- from South, the Park? South Park fetus head? Yes, I saw that. Yeah. I can't, I didn't know they actually made one. Yes. See, Mikey? I'm going to find one to send it to you. No, someone needs to make a conjoined clutch man out of you, an action figure with you with a clutch stuck to the outside of your skull. <sighs> It would Why be a must there big always seller. be something? It'll be a good seller. Why must there always be something involved with me either getting hurt, looking like a drop pie? Why does everything have to be re- revolving around this? Because it's funny. We sh- it's funny. We should find whoever makes those <laughs> Legends of Wrestling action figures that you guys both have and see if they'll come out with another one with a pie inside Mikey's action figure. I think that would be kind of no, cool. They, they, you know what, Freeland? Let's, let's, no. <laughs> No. And Jerry could have a walker. All right. Oh, why a with, walker? With, <laughs> with, with tennis balls with on the tennis feet. balls on the bottom. <laughs> oh. And, oh and put, him, put him in, put him in uh, oh. smiley pajama pants instead of his ring attire. Yes, it would have to be smiley pajama pants. Are you wearing those really expensive uh, slippers that your wife got you from Neiman Marcus over Christmas? No, not right now. No. It's not not cold enough. It was like 60-some degrees here today. Jeez. Yeah, it's been great. <sighs> well, if you guys are enjoying what we're doing, if you would like to follow the guys on social media, you can follow them over on at Twitter. You can follow Mikey Whipwreck at Mikey Whipwreck underscore. You can follow Jerry Lynn at It's Jerry Lynn. You can follow the show at FRM Pod. And if you'd like to, you can also follow me as well. I am at Mike. F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Don't put two in there. I don't give anything away for free. All right. That's not what I heard. Hey, I tell you, well, for a good ice cream, things are negotiable. See? Wow. Free? Hey, I tell you what, that's how you make friends. <laughs> Jerry, is there anything you would like to say? I gave Mikey the floor. He said he has nothing on his mind. I got nothing. You got nothing? What a depressing episode. People are going to listen to this and feel better about themselves. Well, that's the no, whole goal. We'll, feel feel good about yourself when you listen to the show. Could be those fucking guys. We were we were not uh, you know interrupted by the guinea pigs only for that one short brief moment. The dog licking his balls didn't really happen. He hasn't moved. Oh, the dog got up and left. No, he hasn't moved. Oh, he hasn't moved. That's good. He did. You better check his pulse. No, he's assisting. <laughs> All right, that is going to do it. All right. I'm out of here. That's going to do it. That was it? That's it? That is going to do it. On a day such as this, We pray the car won't let us down. But winter sneers, and the battery bails, the bulbs blow, the wipers wipe out. Can anyone save you? Yes, you. Come to Halfords. We'll check your wiper blades, batteries, bulbs, oil and windscreen. We'll even top up your screen wash, all completely free. And we're open late, seven days a week. Find your local store now at halfords.com. Ready for the cold snap? Ready for anything. Halfords. For life's journeys. Subject to availability. Opening times vary. What's that, boy? <coughs> Dad! Over there! Is that a Yeti? It's just his hair, son. At last! Saved after all these years! 
stuck up this cursed mountain, licking moss with only a crow for a friend. How'd you find me? Just walking the dog. Need a lift back down? Room for a crow? Adventures never far with the Land Rover Discovery Sport. Now £339 per month on Land Rover personal contract hire. Oh, heated seats. Land Rover. Above and beyond. Initial rental, £4,068. 48th month term. Subject status, 8,000 miles per annum. Conditions apply. Offer ends 31st of March. Participating retailers only. Such Land Rover offers.